everyone, it's Christina with Creed Occur. I am so excited to share with you all this week. We are again still talking about our identity and we're almost done with this month. This series has been so great and I know I have been blessed by this. I pray that you all have been blessed by this and that we're being spiritually encouraged and, and strengthened to walk in our true identity and who we are in Christ. On today, we're talking about rejection, and we all know that it's a very real thing, so let's just dive in. As I sat and I thought and reflected on what rejection looked like in my life, which, side note, anyone that knows me knows that I do not like to be rejected. I don't know where it comes from. I mean, I, I, it's it's just something that is in me, and I actually, I, I do know where it comes from, but the reality is, is... I hate to be ignored. I hate to feel pushed away. I hate to feel that I'm not wanted. And as I sat back and I looked in my life, I could only think of the one season in my life where I walked around so confused, so ashamed, so embarrassed, and feeling totally inadequate about my natural and physical appearance, and more specifically, my natural hair. So I want to just explain a little bit of my life journey with you all is that um, for a great deal of my life, I had relaxed hair and I felt that the relaxed hair almost made me someone different. And as I got a little older, it wasn't just that I wanted the relaxer, right? Like I wanted the extensions, the wigs, the, the whole nine yards. And for me, it totally became a part of who I was. And I became so insecure about who I naturally was created to be. Now, surely there are many more examples that I could have used, many more examples of how I was overlooked, disqualified, or dismissed in my life. But that season, it was that season, from perm perfection to natural disarray, that whole thing was a multi-decade journey. And now I have met guy after guy that simply just preferred the relaxed look over what seemed to be the kinky curly look. And I've met ones that have desired length and good hair over a woman with a kind heart. And I had friends that would boast about different styles that they could achieve with length and a tighter, looser curl pattern. And just as you all may have guessed, for me, it seemed that each those guys would always choose those girls every time or encouraged me to imitate that look by buying the extensions or the wigs, et cetera, et cetera. I was so much younger then, and I was trying to belong, trying to fit in, trying to conform. And I remember having such a complex that I wouldn't wear my hair out ever, like not during the summer at the pool or not in front of close friends, and surely not at home. I totally felt rejected, and I felt like second best. But it was in 2017 that I made a spiritual decision to not let my bundles define me, and I just went natural, letting it all hang out. And now many people may think of this, and they're like, well, that's not a spiritual journey for you to make that decision about your physical appearance. But when I tell you, I was so bound to that thought. I was so captivated by the length of the extensions that I allowed it to define me. And I went on 
a six-month fast. And of course, it was rough at first. Just to break down what a fast is, it's a spiritual discipline. It takes, not just that it takes work, but it takes a lot of prayer, takes denying of your flesh and of yourself. I mean, it's a full blown out thing. And most people think of fast as diets or just refraining from watching TV, which that could be considered a fast as well. However, it is a spiritual component to it. And when you're going on a spiritual fast, that thing can rock your world. But during that time, I want you all to know that I learned so much about my identity. All glory be to Yah. And I lost my codependence and I changed my concept of what I thought was beautiful. Again, not on my own accord, but thanks to God. And I also encouraged other women. There were so many of my sisters that came up to me stating that they were encouraged by my decision, my look, my journey. Again, not glory unto Christina, but glory unto the Most High. But did they really know my journey? Did they really know the 10 plus years of of hurt and heartache and pain that I went through? Let me ask you this. Do people really know your journey? Each of us has a journey. And I want you all to know that people won't know your hurts. They won't know your pains. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know what it costs you. And even if they did know, they still may reject you. But I have good news. In Psalms 118 verses 22 to 23, the word says this, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. I want you all to know that the stone, meaning Christ, the stone that was rejected was the cornerstone and people had no idea. But it was marvelous in their eyes, how it all came to be. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to be the firm foundation, right? Like no one can take the place of Christ, no one. But I'm saying, man, how many more miraculous and marvelous things does the Lord want to do in our lives? And We're so focused on being the stone that was pushed away and cast aside that we're not even thinking of how marvelous this all can turn out to be. I want you all to know that you are called. You were called to be chosen. You're called to be beautiful. You are beautiful and full of life. You're an heir. And just as we've talked about before, you're you're children of the Most High King. They don't have to ever accept you because Christ has already done that. And I love in the scripture, Psalms 94, 14, and it says, For the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. God's divine will for your life, his inheritance that he wants to give you. I mean, you're chosen and he won't forsake you. And I want to go even a step further to say, what's yours is yours. At the end of the day, you will never have to fight for it. And I hate in our generation that we're so caught up on comparison because let me just tell you that you will never go through that person's journey. They will never go through yours. You won't know their hurts or their pains or what they had to do to get there. And they won't know your story. So why on earth do we sit and compare the end results like the fruit that comes from people's lives and say, why do they have that? Why do I have this? The storylines are totally different. And what's yours is yours. And it may seem that you're cast aside or you're rejected for now. It may seem that way. But when I tell you that, again, you are chosen, we have to remember that. 
what do we say to those people, right? What do we say to people who reject us? I love in Romans 8, 31, and it says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I don't care what the naysayers have to say. I don't care if they push you aside and you feel alone. You have to remember that if God is for you, then who can be against you? Who cares what they say? Who cares how they may leave you out? At the end of the day, it's for your betterment. And what the Lord has for you is for you. And I want to encourage you all on today because I feel like this is so key in our generation because we allow different things in our lives to affect our identity and our what we think of ourselves, our self-image. And I want to rebuke those things in Jesus' name right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you. God, I thank you because you are good. You're marvelous. And I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, God. I thank you because he was the stone that was cast aside and now he is our cornerstone. God, I pray right now that we will learn and yearn to be more like Christ. God, I pray that the the people who are quote unquote rejecting us, God, that we remember that they're people as well. And I pray that as Christians, we are not trying to live this perfect life for these imperfect people, but that we are walking and standing on the truths that you've told us. God, as we are wrapping up this whole series of identity, God, I pray that this has encouraged someone somewhere to walk in the truth that you have set before them. God, that we will be closer and drawn to you, oh God, because you have the the final say and the purpose of our life. Like You know what we are intended to do here on this earth. God, and I pray that we won't be distracted, that our identity won't be compromised by, again, our integrity, won't be compromised by our lineage or our past, and it surely won't be compromised by what people have to say about us. God, I pray that we will stand firm on what we know to be true. God, I'm praying that this will also help us to be the people that reach out to the rejected. God, I love that you have placed us in the lives of so many people so that we can reach the the lost, the left out, and the least of these. God, that person that is feeling lesser than, God, help us to step in and shine a little light and to show them the love of Christ. I thank you, Jesus. Because you have equipped us with everything that we need to model after you. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son as an example. God, I pray right now that you will honor our time that we're spending trying to live the life that you have called us to live. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. You all, I want you to be encouraged. I know that there's so many things happening in the world. So many people have opinions and I pray that we won't feel rejected. I pray that we won't give in to temptation. I pray that we will remember our identity in Christ and that we'll walk in the truth of what he has said about us. And now I want to go ahead and just let you all know. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. All right, you all, I pray that you go this week and you fight against those naysayers. And remember that you are always prayed for. God loves you, I love you, and I'm always praying for you. Peace out, guys.